0: Let's begin.
1: Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, November twenty ninth. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. You'll. I apologize in advance. You hear me coughing away a little bit in here. Caught a nasty little cold that just sucked all the energy out of me and my appetite. So I actually lost weight over this Thanksgiving holiday. I think that's the first, but I'm going to be still overcoming it. Fortunately, I shared the cold with my wife, the cook, after Thanksgiving. So still has some great food. And uh, now she's dealing with what I've got. So hope you're all feeling well and healthy and everywhere that this latest strain of COVID is not coming your way. We're going to see what it's done to the market. Talk a little bit later to, to Matt and get his perspective on it. I'm sure Les will have something to say as well about it. But we're excited to have you here. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know. I think we're the only live podcast in the industry in the nation. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, and I encourage you to check out all the podcasts over at IndustrySyndicate.com, but we're the only live one. We're the first and the only still producing that. Of course, you listen to it on a download basis, but again, our commitment is to bring you a timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. We're always grateful for our live listeners and the feedback I'm getting. You can text me at 512-632-2900 if you want to send me feedback as you're listening or put in questions. That's always great. Also, I have LinkedIn messages up, you can send messages via LinkedIn, send it to David Licken. Anyway, looking forward to it and getting into this podcast, we've got a special hot topic segment. Brent Emler, my dear buddy, Brent Emler, who is with Velma for years, now is director of sales at Lender Toolkit. And he is here with a special guest, Harry Rogers, who is SVP of strategic planning at Lennar Mortgage. Very excited to have both of them on the podcast, especially with Kerry. I mean, we always love having Brent on, and uh, he is going to be sharing a perspective of what Lender Toolkit's focusing on, some of the solutions they're bringing. But I'm really interested in Kerry's perspective because as SVP of Strategic Planning, and they've got a really successful digital mortgage initiative going on, and so how does this fit in? What's your vision? How does Lynch Toolkit fit into that? And we're going to be talking more about that in the Hot Topics segment. So stay tuned to the rest of the podcast. We're grateful to have you here. So let's say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as the NASTRA Fusion Mortgage Bot Solutions. You can tap into the robust features such as user-defined groups for processors, underwriter closers, and rely on automated email notifications for various stages of the loan process check out all the features and get real-time pipeline information a lot of that's in some of the other systems but the way they go about it finaster is a bit unique encourage you to check them out go listen to the podcast we recorded with karen jenkins on october 4th talking about strategic vision and the overall user experience as well as customer experience ux and cx which is so critical and a lot of the focus at finaster is also their open architecture which is very interesting, and in how they are making interfaces work so successfully and a big part of the recent growth. Anyway, Lenders One, also Mortgage Collaborative, these two co ops do a great job of helping lenders and vendors like ourselves. We're members of both of these, and we're so thrilled with what the results we get out of these. There's great reason to be a part of one or not both of these. We're part of both of them. More and more people are becoming members of both because of the uniqueness of the two. But they do uh, operate in basically the same space, but have slightly different focuses and programs. So check out Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Thrilled to have them as sponsors, as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, as well as Incelerate. Josh Friend does a great job over there helping with his CRM solution in the engagement platform. Looking forward to having Josh back on and talking about that. Check out his podcast from June, as well as Knowledge Group. Ken Perry and the Learning Management System there at Knowledge Group does a great job of helping you educate your people and keeping them current in all that's going on as well as Mobility, MMI, and Modex. We had Modex on last week, the Dale Larson's, Dale the Third and Dale Jr. on last week talking about how powerful Modex can be and this technology that's there. I love the feedback we're getting regarding artificial intelligence on the predictability of a loan officer. That was some comments that they made that really caught a lot of people's attention. Imagine that, having artificial intelligence predictive model on how long a loan officer will stay and how successful it will be. Check out both Mobility MMI as well as Modex for all the solutions they provide. Also thrilled to have Snapdocs as one of our sponsors. They do a great job of helping on the digital Mortgage Experience. Yeah, check them out, be sure to do so. Also listen to Michelle Rana, who was our guest on September 13th. Some exciting stuff going on over there. As well as success kit, everyone notices how your customer referrals can close more business than anything else. We recently signed up with Success Kit, and if you're a vendor or lender and you're wanting testimonials on your website or just have some material created for your market material to support your marketing effort, you need to check out Success Kit. I have been thrilled with what they've done for us on our consulting business, and I'm sure they'll do the same for you. Julian does an amazing job of creating uh, just Really compelling content, drawing it out of people. Have to check them out successkit.com, as well as now Lender's Toolkit is the newest one of our newest sponsors. So thrilled to have them as a sponsor and on today's show. Special thank you goes out to Rob, Les, Alice, Alan, Matt, and Jack for their contributions each and every week to the podcast. Let's get over to Rob Van Rapphorst with this week's Mortgage Minute. Rob.
2: Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapport. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, President Biden announced his intent to nominate current Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell for a second term and current board member Lael Brainyard for vice chair. If confirmed by the Senate, Powell would bring continuity as the Fed begins its process of tapering accommodative asset purchases. Brainyard is expected to further emphasize the Fed's analysis of climate-related risks and the development of a modernized CRA framework. Also last week, MBA submitted comments to the FHFA in support of its proposed changes to the capital framework of the GSEs. The adjustments would generate greater incentives for the GSEs to engage in credit risk transfer and would lower the likelihood that our risk incentive leverage ratio serves as a binding capital constraint. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me.
1: encourage you to become a member of the MBA and also get signed up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. So much the MBA does for us. And one of the things is having our voices heard on the Hill. There's not that many of us. So we need to join together. And you can do so by using the Mortgage Action Alliance app to get signed up. And then they send you these notifications of what the bills are, what's pending. And you can then add your signature to that if you agree with what their position is. I agree with what they're doing. And I encourage you to step up and download this app and have your voice heard as well. Grateful for all that the MBA does. I'm grateful for Rob Van Raphorst to bring us this report each and every week. Thank you, Rob, very much. Let's get over to Les Parker with the TM Spotlight and this week's macro view of the markets. Les, what you got for us. TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by the Power Seller making hedging easy. Blue comes from colors everywhere. Stocks drop unfair. Bonds like a rainbow. Fear of governments overreacting to another variant turned Black Friday into a dark day for stocks, propelling treasuries higher. However, the volatile action did not change the trend to higher mortgage rates. Get used to wild moves. Expect to see mortgage rates over 3.5% and below 2.5% over the next eight months. Omicron is one of many variants. Odds favor lower rates of death and hospitalizations, which is normal degeneration of viruses. Coughing, COVID in the air. Oh, everywhere. It comes in colors. These views are my own. Sign up for a kaleidoscope of views at tmspotlight.com. Boy, if you listened to last week's podcast, Les dialed in and said, hey, you want me to add some color to this? And Alice had written down the fact that Les had been so accurate, and he had said that interest rates would be up over three. By December, he nailed it again and nailed it again and again and again and again. And so Les was listening in. He dialed in, and that's when he said, we're going to see interest rates back below 1% over the next 12 months. I'm going, wow, the volatility is going to be crazy. So we're seeing more evidence of that. COVID will be contributing to that of the various variants. But let's say TM Spotlight, you can sign up for the paid version of Les's TM Spotlight newsletter. You'll get that for free, just like Matt Graham is here, who offers, for those of you signing up for the MBSLive.net service, you put in LOL, you get that for an extended period without a credit card. Matt Graham, good to have you here. Matt is the founder and CEO of MBS Live with today's market update. Yeah, the latest variant kind of messes things up a little bit throws a little rock in the middle.
3: Yeah. I mean, the typical mortgage person moral dilemma where the bad news for society is good news Mm -hmm. for rates. And Mm -hmm. Les basically covered that. And that was the big story uh, from last week on Friday. Get to that in just a second. So holiday shortened week, it always makes things a little bit weird for financial markets due to lighter liquidity and in some cases, lighter volume. The big to-do at the beginning of the week was treasury supply. We had a condensed auction yep. cycle with all three auctions taking place by Tuesday. That's normally a Tuesday through Thursday process. So asking primary dealers and other market participants to bid on that much treasury supply in a condensed time frame can put upward pressure on rates, even though they know it's coming. And that was arguably the case. The beginning of the week really saw a linear move toward higher yields. And uh, one that was consistent with just sort of defensively pricing in additional supply and uncertainty heading into what is effectively a four-day weekend. But the weekend wasn't truly four days because, of course, on Friday, we had a chance to trade a half day rather aggressively. Oh, and by the way, we should mention Fed Minutes came out on Wednesday. There was some speculation that the Fed might say something a bit more forceful about how it could accelerate tapering or bring forward the rate hike outlook. But nothing in the minutes was really sinister in that regard. And so markets sort of breathed a collective sigh of relief and yields were actually cooling off by Wednesday afternoon. So then it fell to Friday to bring all the drama. I posted in my newsletter, if you look at a chart of Google Trends of the variant name, the original B1.1 point, whatever it was, it didn't really exist until Thanksgiving day. And then the day after Thanksgiving exploded in the wee hours of the night. And when it did, then bonds really rallied immensely in Europe. And the rally continued in in the domestic session, all in all, over 16 bits and 10-year yields, dropping from lows 1.64-ish on Wednesday afternoon all the way down to 1.47 and change by the end of Friday. So a crazy big rally. Same story for MBS. And yes, all due to Omicron. Now, this is all just objective connecting the dots. There's no value judgment as to whether or not it's warranted. Or could it be a knee-jerk reaction based on fear and uncertainty of what could happen? Yes, absolutely. Could it blow over? Uh, yeah, it could. There was another variant a couple months ago, the Mu variant, that mm-hmm. had some people concerned. And then some epidemiologists were saying, hey, don't be concerned about this and it blew over fairly quickly. Those same epidemiologists are seeming a little bit more concerned this time around, and I think that's why markets are paying more attention. So, But they are all saying it remains to be seen. We're going to need a couple of weeks to figure out what sort of impact this is going to. could be the kind of thing where it's more contagious, but the symptoms aren't as severe, and uh, ultimately it doesn't end up being as big of a deal as people were worried about on Friday. But based on the way markets are trading so far this week, the concerns are still on the table. We had a little bit of weakness uh, at the start of the session, but I view that more as sort of the return of liquidity and pricing out a bit of the, quote unquote, greased skids rally that happened on Friday. So now we're just a few bits higher in 10-year yields and only an eighth of a point lower in MBS even after the significant rally on Friday, and uh, that's been good for lender rate sheets so far. For the rest of the week, I think that we will continue hanging on every last word of any significant Omicron updates. Of course, we have economic data. It's the big week of economic data on any given month with the ISM reports, and those are on Wednesday and Friday. And then, of course, we have the big jobs report on Friday. Another sort of non-market related, but definitely mortgage market related interesting headline will be FHFA releasing updated conforming loan limits tomorrow. And that is because it <clears throat> uh, relies on Q3, uh, expanded, seasonally adjusted HPI. And that's been on the calendar to be released tomorrow since August 2020. There was a lot of debate about when it would come out this year, but it is coming out tomorrow. And that should be somewhere around 650000 give or take $5,000. we will see. But anywhere in that neighborhood is going to be a huge upgrade from the previous limit. And uh, yeah, it might be the most mm-hmm. interesting thing that happens this week if markets... Stay relatively paralyzed. That's all for this week, Dave.
1: Yeah. So chances of it staying paralyzed? Any? Any? You want to go there? <laughs> I don't no, want to go there. No.
3: Because what you do? I don't really want
1: to work. go there at all. <laughs> so Jack, I, I love about Matt, he just does not go on a limb. He goes, nope, nope, nothing but the facts, man. Nothing but the facts. He plays it right down the middle of the fairway. He does plays it safe. You can tell he's he's a risk management guy. So Jack, your thoughts when you look at this Omicron variant? And it's really more of a question for Matt. And did the market really react to the virus or did it react, governments reacting to the virus?
3: Well, I think those are one and the same, honestly, because it's never really, the the virus isn't going to infect computers and make traders make different trades in the first place. It's always the implication of the virus and those implications can go uh, to the realm of policy, lawmaker policy, and it can also go to trade-related stuff, imports and exports. And so I think that as far as travel bans themselves, just for people flying on airplanes, maybe not as much as import-export situations and also perhaps some measure of anticipation about just everyday citizens' fear of doing stuff and going out and doing things. And so if that is inhibiting the free flow of the global economy, then that's going to have an impact on markets, obviously. But I think more than anything, when something comes out, when a new variant comes out, and it looks like it might be Delta, and we think back to how Delta surprised us and sort of took the pandemic from being something that was like, oh hey, this might be going away, sort of, it's great, let's go out and do stuff, to oh wow, COVID's still with us. It's the sort of buy bonds first, ask questions about why we're buying bonds later. I think as markets sorted that out, that's you know one of the reasons that we had a, a little bounce over the weekend, and if it continues to look less and less onerous, I think that yields will drift back up over the course of the week, as long as econ data plays ball with that. But like Les said, there's a wide spectrum of potential volatility for a variety of reasons, not just COVID. But yeah, policy response definitely, definitely matters.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of your friends just wrote, text to us here. I'd love to know who's behind this phone number. But anyway, they just said, Matt is always unflappable. You can throw him questions. He, oh, he is just a matcher. Muhammad Ali of that. You can just dodge around (laughs) everything so well, so well. You got fans out there. You do a great job, and I love your website because what it does, it brings so much information to us on a single screen and we can look at it look on our mobile apps look on an ipad no matter where you're at you can take a look at what is going on real time in the markets and i appreciate that and i love the the approach that you take to it you try to do nothing but the facts bam as much as you can the old drag series and you really just get to the facts and you really focus in on that and you let the website and all the stories that surround the markets just speak for themselves you post everything up there i love it I encourage people to check it out of the website and it's mbslive.net. dot net, and if again, if you sign up, use the code uh, L O L for an extended no credit card trial. Matt, do a great job! Thank you so much. I get so much feedback on you and the excellent job. More people have gotten turned on to uh, your website as a result of being on the you being on the podcast, and they all go, "This is really good. Like, I love this stuff." So, got fans and a growing number of fans, and many of them are. Thanks, Dave. You have a fan here too, my man. Well, we just fan away here on each other. (laughs) Appreciate you. Have a great one. Have a great time up there in the Portland area. Alice Alvey is here, and she is CMB Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage. Legislative update. Alice, did you have a good Thanksgiving?
4: I did. I had a great Thanksgiving. And as a matter of fact, I spent the weekend immersed in the book, The Leader's Guide to Unconscious Bias, How to Reframe Bias, Cultivate Connections and Create High-Performing Teams. It was written by Pam Fuller and Mark Murphy with Ann Chow, who's the CEO at AT AT&T Business. And it does a, a really great job of weaving the leadership practices that you'll find taught through Franklin Covey within this. New, a different framework than what, it's not that typical book, right? I think everybody who's in leadership today is looking for solutions and ways to educate their teams and how do you bring this, the subject of unconscious bias into conversation. And I think this is a great book. It has us reframe the word bias into simply the word preference. And that in its of itself is an eye opener that the word bias can have a lot of negative connotations and people shut down and don't listen. But if you think of it as preference and really listen to the examples in the book, I think there's some great takeaways uh, for leadership at companies. Uh, So we're looking through material and content that we want to make sure that we can get our partners engaged in through our diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging efforts. And, just wanted to share that book with everyone. I think it's a great read. It has some great information in it.
1: What's the name of it again? It's one of our texts. Ta- Please give us the name of again. Ian. I didn't write sure. it. Sure,
4: the Leader's Guide to Unconscious Bias. Good.
1: And good. We'll it's put a by link. By
4: Pam Fuller. Yeah.
1: Pam Fuller. I've heard several people talk about this book, and it is uh, being touted. Everyone has read it. Said, "Man, this is really good."
4: It's not, it's what is great is it's a business read. It's not mm-hmm. trying to get political or get people emotionally charged in any one direction. It's very neutral and just trying to give, bring up awareness in the conversation about preferences overall. So, definitely some great uh, stories in there as well that most, many people can relate to. So, great book for leaders. And nice. I wondered if everyone saw, so changing subjects quickly, which you have to do yep. in five minutes. <laughs> Did you see the MBA chart of the week with the infl- – I love this annual bit yeah. that they do with the price of turkeys. <laughs> yes. So
1: it's <So> funny. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's a good one to take a look at each we'll uh, this time it. of year.
1: Yeah, yeah we'll put yeah. a link to it in our show notes. That was really good. Yeah. Fran, Tony, oh, okay, and the Marianne <laughs> and everyone over there at the at the MBA does a great job bringing out that every year. It's hilarious.
4: Yes, they do. It's a, It's a good one. And then last but not least, just the agencies are resuming – their enforcement under Reg X, just as a reminder, this came out a little while ago where if you think about all the different things that fall under RESPA, still a lot within servicing. And the fact that all of those enforcement provisions specifically to the mortgage servicing rules were kind of put on hold over the COVID period. Well, that's all gone. So now Mm -hmm. lenders need to make sure that they're watching all their compliance. I think most companies didn't take huge advantage of that, but there would be some gray areas definitely as we were coming in and out of different forbearance rules. And so just a heads up for companies that all of that forgiveness is gone and the enforcement is back. So yep. that's my update today, Dave. Back Thank to you, you. Uh,
1: have you heard anything more? I want to question in from our listeners. Alice, have you heard anything about the appraisal? We had a great announcement at the NBA and it's been cricket since then. Have you heard anything, Alice, about what we can anticipate from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac GSEs on how appraisals, appraisal waivers?
4: It's a great question, and the answer is still crickets. We haven't heard anything, so we are still watching, and we will let you know as soon as we hear something.
1: Yeah, here on the podcast, I had not seen anything else, but I thought I gotta and it's 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 on the forefront of everyone's mind, especially it came up over Thanksgiving today. My my oldest daughter was thinking, oh, maybe I should become an appraiser. And then they were looking at the hurdles and requirements and and I thought, is this change everything? Answer is no. We're gonna need appraisers. That's gonna be for certain. Now we're gonna we need as many to come into the market, but the market is growing so much. So we'll see if we don't have some new technology solutions as, as we look at alternatives, statistical Evaluations and of them. So we're working with a couple other people to come on the podcast after the first year to be talking about possible other solutions. Well, there are some really good solutions out there. We'll be talking about those after the first year. So pay attention to what we have on the docket coming up. Alice, thank you so much. Good to have you on the podcast each and every week and look forward to having you participate in the Hot Topic segment. Good to have you on. Let's get over to Alan Pollack, who dialed in to join us today. Good to have you here, Alan. He's with this week's Weekly Tech Good.
0: Yeah. Good to be here, as always, David. So a little fun fact, since we talked about uh, Thanksgiving, it takes 10 hours and two minutes. It's the length of time that the average American male would need to spend on the treadmill to burn the 4,500 calories consumed at the average Thanksgiving meal. Mm. That doesn't include late Late night turkey sandwiches and second day Thanksgiving festivals.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Well, it sounds Which like you're great. in an airport. Are you traveling again? By the way, are you out and out and about?
0: I am out and about, but I'm not traveling. Um, oh, okay, It's just the quietest right. place I can find.
1: The quietest place. <laughs> Good. Well, it makes it, you know, alive from Alan wherever he is at. Alice, is, we, both Alice and I have done these the you know on the road traveling. We've done our podcasts while in airports. So yeah, that works. But it's fine. That's I just right. All right, some before someone else. Where's Waldo? Where he yes. is Where is that All so right. For what us, else you have? Uh, you, sure.
0: if, if you want to participate in the industry, David always brings up different ways of participate. Well, I'm going to tell you about MISMO. They are mm-hmm. searching for participants for their closing initiative. And so it's actually, they're, they're going to be focusing on standardizing the pre-closing title document data sets. So if you want to get involved, just go to the MBA site or Google MISMO and you can find it and participate, share some Share some share some love. Share some knowledge to everybody else. So, David, here's a technology solution that I, I just I really like. These guys, they've done a lot, and I I can they just continue to pop up in my data feed. So, HousingWire spoke with the co-founder at HomeBot, and it was talking about how to how to make clients for life, and using their technology, and and how to help through not only the entire home buying process but actually being able to help with the life of the loan. And so what they talk about is keeping a loan officer connected with their past clients after the transaction. And really how how HomeBot does is they track home values, they track loans, equity, and then they're helping the consumer understand all of that. And they call the financial optionality with their home. And they said at the end of the day, right, when's the best time to sell, rent, remodel, or refinance. So check it out, HomeBot, they got some really cool technology. And if you are a technology company, and you want to add more value to your lenders because you want to help them with the life of the loan, to check, check them out what they're doing. So, David, do you have what's called FOMO? Yep. So, it's a type of anxiety, right, that stems from the belief that others may be having more fun or doing better when you're not there. Well, Garth and our friends over at Stratmore have said that the industry, our industry is having a lot of FOMO. And their most recent research has found that mortgage lenders are not immune to sitting around or not sitting around. So here's what they said. A couple of quick little things. They basically said better technology does not mean better profits. Mm-hmm. They said that people are forced to implement tech with a fear that they will be left behind. We were forced to digitalize with COVID. And they used 20 years of data to come up with this analysis. And what they ultimately found is there is no – so row, N-O-Z-E-R-O correlation between how much a company spends on technology and a lower fulfillment cost per loan or a higher net production income for banks and independents. So if you feel like you're missing out, then go spend the money and get the right technology in there. But it doesn't end there, David. Moving on to a separate topic. I talked, I think I mentioned last week, right? And this is all on the same kind of thread technology can't replace the human touch. This was an article in 2017. Mm-hmm. And they says, while a machine can perform a given task often more efficiently than we can, it lacks the artistry in the activity that the unique human ability to cater to the needs of the individual, right? How much do we keep talking about that in our industry? The fact that you will never replace loan officers. You may yep. use data. You may enhance the experience, but yep. people still matter.
1: And focus and yeah.
0: We should start a new hashtag FOMO. PSM, so fear Hmm. of missing out and people still matter, right? By the technology, but the people still matter. Anyways, the other thing, David, kind of like saying, hey, the proof is in the pudding. We'll get this from ICE mortgage technology. Today's borrower expects the mortgage industry to be timely, customized, and digital, right? Like we expect, Mm -hmm. so much so that 63% of consumers feel an online mortgage process would be easier than an in-person process, according to their most recent survey. And You'll need an offer, a personalized consumer direct lending experience through the devices and communication channels that omni-channel uh, their preference. Right? And we've been talking about this. We know this is the case. Well, mm-hmm. EY.com says mortgage lending reaches an inflection point. Get this. Lenders need to harness their data and leverage innovative technologies oh. to deliver an efficient and personalized home buying experience. Right. We're just singing the tune. And I'm not going to read all the points that EY mentioned, but I'm going to tell you this. They said it's a critical time and decisions made will determine the winners and the losers, especially with 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 being so competitive on rates. But ultimately, leverage data. That's our biggest point. Use the data to pre-fill applications. Use the data to personalize the experience. The same thing that Ellie May just said. Same thing that Carth was saying. So use this data. Data is king, as we always talk about. Right. So. All great articles, ey.com, icemortgagetechnology.com, stratmoregroup.com, and housingwire.com. Check out all those great articles. And next week, David, we're going to talk about who are the right leaders in your company to determine the technology that you need to do and your end-of-the-year health check, which we talk about every December, as well as how to rotate, called Rotating Your Tech Team. So we'll talk about that next week. Otherwise, I hope everyone has a fantastic week.
1: Thanks for joining in. So good to have you here, Alan. Appreciate it. Thanks for the tech update, all the information and insights as well. So good job. Folks, that ends the weekly mortgage update, a part of the podcast. We're now going to go into the hot topic segment. For those of you listening on a downloaded basis, move on to the next podcast because we break the live podcast into two podcasts. If you're listening on a downloaded basis, that's how you do it. If you're listening live, just stay right here. As we're going to get right into the hot topic segment next week. We've got Odetta Kusha coming in from First American. I met Odetta going down the escalator at the conference after the um, Empire event. And just struck up a conversation with her. I was so impressed with her and her comments. She is the deputy chief economist at First American. So I've invited her to come out of the podcast and share what she sees coming up as we look into the new year. We'll get some new perspective on that. Looking forward to having Odette join us. So be sure to come back here next week. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finaster, CMLA, Lenders One, Accelerate, Mobility of Mind, Modex, the MBA, Knowledge Coup the Mortgage Collaborative Snapdoc Success Kit and Lenders Toolkit, our special guest today. Good to have you with us, everybody. Have a great week and look forward to seeing you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week and thanks for listening. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.